This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hey, we know you've been waiting for Wine Wednesday. And it's finally here. Welcome to the Wine Over Matter podcast, where for some reason we have decided to overshare with y'all every week. I'm Laura. And I'm Steph. We are here to talk about everything going on in our lives, from our wellness journeys, relationships, everyday struggles, pop culture, and so much more. Laura here. Before we get into our bonus episode for today... Um, we were so excited while recording that we realized we forgot to mention that we have merch. We are so excited to announce for our two year anniversary. We have a sweatshirt and t-shirt available for purchase. I have a link in the description of today's episode, as well as at the link in our bio. Um, this is just another great way you could show your support of the podcast and spread the love of wine over matter. So get your shirt, get your crew neck, get your hoodie, whatever's your thing. And we hope you guys love it. Okay, I know we said happy to your anniversary on Wednesday. But today is But really... like actually happy to your wine anniversary. We've had too much wine. Too much wine. We are going to say happy two year WOM anniversary today. Today. We decided to give you guys a little bonus epi. We like to talk a lot. We were like, how about spreading this out over two days? Yeah, because we were like, we wanted to do a beefy episode for the anniversary. And then like as we're recording, we're like not even halfway through. And we were like already over an hour. I was like, I was like, why don't we just like spread it out? Give a little extra love this week and do a little bonus bonus. So you're welcome. So we decided to pull all of the Q&A questions that you guys had submitted and we picked some of them and we're going to do a little Q&A episode for you. Before we get into the Q&As, can I just say, so many of you have asked what kind of presents we would want for our, just kidding, nobody has asked what kind of <laughs> But our Venmo is. <laughs> um, no, we just want to say um, we have a ton of reviews and um, five-star rate and reviews on Apple and Spotify and all the things, but it's been a minute. It's probably been two months at least since we've gotten a review. We haven't gotten any reviews in a while, so it would be nice if you haven't. Be like, you know what? Happy anniversary, you guys. Just, Here you go. It's so easy. It takes seconds. If you don't know how to do it, we'll walk you through it. Um, <laughs> it helps, your login. We'll write it for you. It helps us out so much, and it's your way of showing support to us so it would mean the world if you haven't already just to take a couple seconds to do that that's all we want and let's get into our listener question and answers all right do either of you have any single friends that want to be set up on a dating app (laughs) or anyone you can have on for dating stories so on the top of my head i do not i don't i don't really have many single friends i don't either so jordan has one of his best friends is a single guy and i've thought about it many times before and i've just like so as nice as he is, like, he's a good-looking guy. He's super nice. He owns a home. He's got his shit going on, but he works so fucking hard. And I'm just, like, I put myself in any of my friends or any of your situations, and I'm just, like, he's got to get to a point where he works less yeah. before I set him up with anybody I know because 
I already went through that with somebody and th- with him would be even worse except honest. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I just, I, I'm like, you gotta like find more, like he needs to learn to find balance in his life before he brings anybody into it. Sure. Um, and we've talked to him about that. So I honestly don't, but it's like, it's crazy because trust me, Lord, I miss that part of the podcast too. Like honestly when, miss it so much. It was like that was so much fun when we first started this podcast. We thought that was gonna be like the hefty. Oh yeah. Like, we were like, oh Steph's just gonna date gonna for about. years. Like ugh. I literally thought at least a year. Like we're gonna get so many good stories. Oh yeah. And like you screw, I mean, we have had good stories. You screwed it up for me. You had to meet George. So it's really true. Laura's fault. Point the finger. But even her. then, like you started dating and then you had a boy your first boyfriend like really quick. <laughs> And then Elisa gave entertainment with him, too, though, because, like, nothing ever seemed... Like, it was just, like, I'm overthinking this. I'm overthinking that. It's yeah. so much to talk about. But um, trust me, starting with my dating stories was so fun on the... It was even... Even Laura and I, sh- like, talking as friends, it was fun to talk about. And then I, you know, got, you know, tied down. And... <laughs> so we were like, wait, but we still need somebody. So then we got Courtney. Yes. And Court- we became, we've become such good friends with Courtney. And she came on with her dating stories. And Courtney's a freaking blast to talk to no matter what. And then Courtney got tied down. Yeah. So, <laughs> Courtney, what the fuck? <laughs> so basically, if you know anyone, and especially, like, if they're on Instagram or whatever, so we could check them out, and who have, like fun dating stories that they share like on Instagram and like send them our way. Like we would love to have like a cor- a dating correspondent on weekly. We would love that. Also, if you have like any crazy dating stories that have happened to you before and you want us to just talk about it on the podcast and read it, like we know people love those stories. So and we'll there's that, that well. remember there in our description, there is a link where you can like leave us a message and then we're able to play that message on the podcast. So, like, if you want to, like, tell the story and not just type it, like, you could do that way, too. And Absolutely. we would play it and we could talk about it. We could dissect it. Yes. Because we definitely missed that part of the podcast, too. So, help us out with some content so there. <laughs> Next question. What kind of leggings do y'all wear? Ooh. Well, I am... Okay, so I love leggings. Um, COVID ruined me. I don't wear anything that's not leggings anymore. Like rarely like I will wear jeans maybe once every three weeks to work and maybe once every other week on the weekends or something but otherwise I'm in leggings no matter what um so I've fallen in love I was always like a target type legging girl and then my cousin started selling the this brand of leggings called Zaya and I was like ugh, it's just an MLM like I don't whatever I'll support my cousin whatever bottom fell in love with them they also have like a metallic black legging which i'm obsessed with like they dress up any outfit i wear them all the time and but they sell out really quick which sucks too are these what you're wearing right now so these i think are not metallic but no are these zaya oh these are zaya and um like i've fallen in love with them they're like 70 to 80 dollars worth i love the light and tight ones um, I own about eight pair and it's honestly all I wear and it's so weird. Like when I tell you I wear them all the time. She wears them all the time. Like I wear them in my house. I wear them out to a wine bar today. I wear them to the gym. I wear them to work. I wear leggings. Wait, those are the same leggings you work out in too? Oh yeah. Like and I've thought about that before. I'm like I should probably not work out in these because I'm going to ruin them quicker. I have very specific workout leggings versus my everyday leggings. <sighs> probably should but... I legitimately wear them all the time. They are comfortable. They suck everything in in the most perfect way. 
I'm obsessed with them. I love them. Laura, what's your what leggings do you wear? So I'm definitely more so my go-to favorite is the full length signature waist slim fix legging from Torrid. Ooh. Um they're $29.50. I've never spent $29.50. Tora does enough 50% off sales where I wait till I can get them for less than 20 bucks. It has like this little like tummy panel in the front, but like not ones that hurt. Like, have you ever had like compression? Like, yes. where they're like, they're like tummy control, but it's like they give you a stomach ache. Yeah, you're like, like out. These like are not comfortable. Well, this has like a tummy panel that like helps like hold everything in, but like not in a painful way. They just like smooth and like make everything like feel and look better. Um, and then I, they also have some that actually have pockets, which I kind of am obsessed with. Um, I need to find good going out leggings like what you have, though. So, like, maybe after I lose some weight, I'll invest in some, like, shiny, some, like, expensive, like, nicer leggings. Because the ones that I'm talking about, these are, like, your casual, like, cotton leggings. Like, I wear these, I mean, once in a blue moon, I'm not going to lie, I will wear them, like, with a cute long, like, sweater and, like, some boots or something. But overall, these are my wear them for errands, lounging at the house, just your casual, super Comfy soft. Like, but these are like, because perf- I bought some from like Target where like, I feel like in the back, they like hardly go up. Like there's some that just yeah. aren't. And these are just like perfect to me and my body. I love them. Those are my go-to. Love it. But next question. Do either Steph and Jordan or Jeff and Laura want kids? So we have talked about this here on the podcast before. Has to before. be a new listener. Has to be a new listener. Because we've been very vocal listener. about this. Yes. Um, but we are happy to go over this again. And also people change their opinions all the time. So you got you could be asking, wondering if we've changed our opinion or not. And we haven't. So. No. <laughs> um, so Laura has kind of like coined the term for me. I'm sure she's heard the term somewhere else. But like the first term, the first person I ever heard this term from was Laura. And that is dink life. Can yes. you explain what dink life is? So dink stands for double income, no kids. I actually learned about dink in my early 20s. I think this was coined originally like in the um, gay community. Um, there was a restaurant I used to love that I would go to in Palm Springs called Dinks. Oh. And I remember, like, finding out that that's what it stood for. Because, as we know, Palm Springs is, like, a very large um, LGBTQ community. And that's where I first learned about it. And so I think it used to be, like, very associated with... Because... It used to people just be not having kids. Yeah. And people, yeah, people, like, not wanting kids was, like, what? Like, that was so much more unheard. Like, where I feel like we're, like... I feel like a lot more people aren't wanting kids right in our generation. And so I feel like it's become, and I see it like talked about in like reels and TikToks, like so much more now. I hear that term used all the time. I've always said, I, I haven't always said I wanted a family more than anything until eight years ago where I randomly one day a switch changed and I was like, wait, I love having money. I love being <laughs> able to like do what I want when I want. And if somebody said like, Hey, you want to leave for Vegas right now? And I could say, yes, yes. like, I love having that freedom in my life. It's way easier to leave a dog at home or find someone to watch my dog than it is to have somebody to watch my kids. Right. So my new favorite, I just learned this one within the last like six months. It's like a, I'm a dinkwad. Oh, what does that mean? Dinkwad, double income, no kids with a dog. Uh-huh. So I like the dinkwad life. I feel like that's what I meant to be and see that's goals for me someday someday <laughs> I would love to be a dink wad so I'm a I'm a Jordan and I are dink 
dinks right now. Um, yeah, your dinks. We're living on double income, no kids, life's great. I do what I want, he does what his he wants, we do what we want together. Very easy to like have a lot of fun and just do whatever the heck we want all the time. Um, with nobody like pulling us back or no like huge responsibilities to come back to. Um, we'll love a dog in the future. Jordan does too, but he's very much more realistic than I am of like, now is not the time when we're in a one bedroom apartment. That's how Jeff was with me when we were in Irvine and he was like, no, we can wait till we get a house with a yard. Like, or I am like so, like I would be like so impulsive when it came to this and I'd be like, let's find Idaho and get a dog and let's bring it back. (laughs) Like from the same like litter my parents, my sister did. And he's just like, like, let's just enjoy like. We're still new-ish. We've been together a year and a half. Like, let's enjoy us. Ah. Let's wait until we have a yard and all that and then um, get a dog. But I would say I'm almost 100% sure I don't want kids. The only time I ever think about it and think about changing my mind is when I see... So, like, Jordan and I were driving to sushi the other night and we pulled into the entrance like the Kohl's side entrance and this old man was coming out of Kohl's and he had sweatpants on and one of the one of the sweatpants legs was like up to his knee. It's like he couldn't reach down and pull it down myself. And yeah. it's taken him like an hour to like cross from the Kohl's exit to like the other side of the parking lot, right? And we're just like waiting for him. And Jordan's like getting impatient. He's like, dude, like this guy's gotta go. And he's like trying his hardest to yeah. go, right? And I'm like, Jordan, this is, like, literally going to be us someday. Like, we don't want kids. We're not going to have kids to take us to Kohl's to buy us new underwear. We're not going to... I like how that triggered this It did. And I was just like, oh, my God. Like, so things like that or, like, when when I know, like, I have my parents' friends that are in the hospital or something. I'm like, things like that are like, oh, my God. Like, am I going to have anybody, like, when I'm old? Like, that that scares me, but that's also not a reason to have kids. Like, you can't... So they can do things for me? Like, and, that's absolutely Yeah, and not also, a like, a lot of people have kids that hate them and don't would never do anything for them. So that's not a reason to have kids. It's a, it's a benefit of having kids that, like, you have somebody to advocate for you when you are older and, you know, have to be put in a nursing home or whatever. Yeah. But it's, like, it's also a lot of... Um, not pressure, but it's a lot... It's a lot of responsibility to put on, like, somebody in their 40s or something that has a parent that's put in and like now you have all of that. I don't know. Like I don't really think it's a reason to think about it one way or another, but it is like a reason to think when you see people in your lives that are getting older and have kids there for them or something and if they think, oh, when I'm there, I might not. That is scary. But then I also go back to reality of like that is not a reason to have kids. Like you should have other reasons to have kids. Yes. And that's not a reason. That's a benefit. That's not a reason, you know. Agreed. Um, next question. How is Laura budgeting for weight loss surgery, a wedding, and a house remodel? That has to be around $70,000. If you know where I could do all three of those things for $70,000, please tell me your ways. Um, so as far as surgery goes, so yes, all of this is well over $70,000. Um, it's a lot of money. It's all things that we weren't planning on doing all at once. Well, I wasn't. Jeff was the one who decided to propose while we were doing God all the... damn like, it, Jeff. So it was like, why would you have like let us get the house thing started while you were going to propose? So it's a lot more happening at once than we were planning on. Um, so as far as the weight loss goes, I'm very fortunate. I have very good... Um, what's it called? Health insurance. Thank yep. you. And they are covering 80% of my surgery... Um, basically with my max 
deductible before they won't make me pay anything else. There, there's going to be no more than like three thousand out of pocket that That's I amazing. will end up paying. Um, with that being said, I already had money saved when I made this decision that I've set aside for this. So when it does came to come time to write that check, that I already have before I knew I was getting engaged, before I knew if I was even for sure going to go through with the surgery. Um, as far as the wedding goes, we are being super strict with our budget. Um, it's definitely more than we wanted to spend in the beginning, but there was a couple splurges we decided to make that helped us like or didn't help us, but it made us bump up our budget a bit. Um, right now we're just paying for deposits for things here and there with just, we're, we're basically cutting back on things. We're trying to be super budget conscious these next eight months. And we're just kind of by making certain cuts on certain things, we're making deposits with money that we're just from our paychecks. Yeah. Um, and then everything else from that, um, is going to be coming out of our savings, um, as far as the house remodel, that's a big one that we've put on hold these last four to six weeks. Now that we have about 95% of our vendors booked though for the wedding, we plan on starting to get that kind of picked up again. Um, as far as doing the house though, I don't know, I kind of feel weird talking about this, but um, we're very fortunate. Jeff, um, part of like his, I hope he's benefits not like annoyed work. that he's talking, I would be talking about this, but part of his benefits is he does get stocks from the company that he works for. Um, and every year, like certain amounts of it, like get vested. So some of it that vested this year, he pulled that out and we're using that money to go towards our renovation renovation. But until we get true final numbers from a contractor, we know exactly what we're looking at. Um, we'll know how much of that we're going to get done this year versus next year. Cause we just like, it's all a lot of money and we've been preparing for this and saving for it, but um, the wedding definitely shifted our priorities. We decided we wanted to get married this year and we would put the house stuff on hold and we would do the house stuff we can get done. Ideally, I would still love to do everything, but then Jeff and I are also talking like, I mean, now that we've pushed it off, we're now getting to this point where it's like about to be pool season. Like, do we want a full like house renovation happening this summer? Like we love like, right. Like this wasn't, so I mean, there's a lot we keep weighing back and forth. Things could change. Um, ideally I would like to do maybe just like the kitchen or something like get something done, but until we get back in it and really start making decisions, I don't know, but it's a lot, it's a lot of money and it's a lot of hard conversations that you have to be very comfortable with your partner about talking about. Yes. But anything that has to do with money is always difficult and that's a lot at once, but even like, even just the smallest part of that, your surgery, $3,000 is a lot of money for a lot of people to, to just come up with 3000. Like if somebody told you today, if you didn't have a dime saved and said, I need you to save $3,000 that you can pay cash for your surgery. It's like, that would take a lot of time for somebody to just save on top of all their other monthly expenses. The fact that you have that saved and you, because you are a good planner, even when you're with your car, when you went to go buy a new car and the money you put down for your car, like you are a good saver. You think ahead about things and put money aside and all of that. So while you don't have all of the, you don't have all of these things saved, like even the fact that you've saved that, like to know that that's like a stress off of yourself and you're like, oh, I can write a check for that as soon as I have the surgery and be done with that. It's just like little things like that are such a huge thing. And I'm trying to get better at that. Like I am good with money in the sense that I like don't spend on credit cards a lot. I pay off my credit cards. I have no debt. I have a great credit score, whatever. But like, I'm not a good saver and I've tried to become a better saver like in the past year or so. 
And it feels so good when you look at like a savings account and you're like, like I've started a car savings account because I know I'll need a car in the next couple of years or something. And I'm like seeing that grow and knowing you're going to have all that money to put towards a car. and made like, a big difference because I'm like, I couldn't have afforded Well, most people think they can't buy... afford a new car because they're thinking they can't afford a new car with zero down. It's like, well, if you save money and put money down to... It made a big... I was able to like, with the amount I was able to like... Because I don't, if you're newer here or you don't remember when I purchased my car um, last year, I I had paid off my car a few years ago. So when I paid it off, I knew I'm the type that I knew I would probably last a couple years. And then either as soon as if my car ever hits an issue where it's like going to be way too expensive, like I'm not I'm not paying thousands of dollars no. to fix a car. Like if I've had the car for a long period of time. It's just time. I'm going to sell the car and move on. So I know me. I knew I would get a... F- I wanted to be without a car payment for a few years, but I was already used to making a car right. payment. Would it be great to have that extra few hundred bucks? Of course. Right. But nope. Instead, I had a sub savings account and that same money I was putting towards a car payment every year or every month, I was just putting into that savings. Yeah. So I never got out of the habit of making a car payment. And then by the time it was time for me to get a car... Hell yeah, I got a big old chunk <laughs> to make. So then now I was able to afford a car that I never would have. I never would have been able to afford this car other way. Like that, the because monthly car payment payments is today insane. Are, it's crazy. Like I've looked before and even like, okay, even to finance your car like 72 months, which is so long, which has become the norm. It's normal to finance a car 72 months yeah. now because people can't afford to finance a car. Sorry, Penny. I just <laughs> smacked her in the head. Um, even to finance a car for 60 months, people are like, I can't afford that payment. So then they stretch out, you know, Another your loan to 72 months. not sound as scary. But it's like, car payments are so expensive, even yeah. for a car that's like a Honda something. Like, I drive a Honda. It's like, oh my God. Like, I'm going to pay $700 a month for a brand new Honda. <laughs> that's insane. And you're yeah. just like, what the heck? But that's just, you know, like, that's, prices go up. That's the world we're living in. I'm not trying to drive a... Mercedes-Benz. I'm trying to drive just like a car that gets me here yeah. to there reliably, you know, and it's just cars are expensive and learning to budget your money and plan ahead for things, even if you don't need a car within the next six months, putting money aside for that because you know you'll need one. Even, you know, your bachelorette's coming up. I've started a savings account for that because I want to be able to just when we say, okay, everybody put your deposit down for the bachelorette. Boom, done. Like, I don't have to think yeah. about it, you know? Like, I have a vacation fund set up so that when Jordan and I decide we want to go on vacation, I don't have to stress about it. Like, just things like that, like saving a little bit here and there, you've taught me. You've been really good about that. And I'm like, I definitely, it takes so much stress off of planning vacations and large expenses when you just plan ahead for I have it. sub accounts for vacation, Christmas, and even the, my Christmas, I only put 40, I put $40 a month aside because that's almost $500 at the end of the year. Which and it's like, which difference. doesn't cover all it. Like I spend more than $500 probably on Christmas, but I always notice every December, my credit card bill's just a little bit higher. And so that's just an extra $500 that I've prepared to put aside. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I have what I say, Christmas, vacation, my car, like I just do a car one that I put a little in every month for when... Something happens or whatever. Exactly. Um, I do one for an extra mortgage payment every year that I make on my condo that I own. Um, Yeah, I just any little one because then I just I have my main savings and then I have these little ones that I just throw in a little bit of money every month in just to 
like know that, okay, I don't have to pull for, cause for some reason having these sub accounts doesn't make it as like always pulling money from like a savings always seems so scary for yep. certain things. But like, no, this is, I designated this money for a vacation. So here we go. Exactly. Um, so we really derailed on that topic. <laughs> but uh, what is the weirdest place you've ever gone to the bathroom? I feel like we're being trolled with this question. Like, this is the weirdest question. But I had to think about it. I don't really, like, just from thinking about it, I can't really think of any odd places I've gone aside from, like, the side of the road. I've definitely had to do that before. I've been at a concert. Like, I remember going to a Britney Spears concert in, like, what would that have been? Like, 2008 or something. Uh, And um, the woman's restroom was, like, insane because it was all girls there. And so I remember, like, going into the men's restroom to go to the bathroom because there's no men at the concert. It's nowhere super weird. Um, I'm curious who asked this and why. (laughs) (laughs) What about you? (laughs) Um, I've definitely gone into men's restroom at a concert before. But what I have, I I always notice Honda Center does this if it is like a pop um concert like i know when i saw backstreet boys there when i've seen there's like a couple concerts i've seen there they convert half of the men's restrooms into women's restrooms for the so concert because they know it's all it's girls. gonna be mostly girls at the concert um mine's pretty much the same as you like side of the road the only one that did come to mind though for this was um i was off-roading in sedona with some friends and I was like, dude, I got to pee. And you're in Sedona. You're like in the middle of like nowhere. And so we like pulled off to like where there was like all these rocks. And it was kind of like a little cave area. And I could see it was like a cave though. Like you could like walk into it. But I was like, I'll just like walk into a little bit. So I'm like out of view sight. And I'm peeing. And literally as I'm peeing, I hear that. I start hearing the echo of like <laughs> people like coming out from the oh, cave. God. So I'm like, oh, it's like that anxiety. And I'm like, trying to pee and. That was the only, like, kind of weird. And it's, I don't know if it's weird. It's near the middle of nowhere. You got to find a place to pee. Nope. I do remember one time we were on our way to Havasu and we were going, like, up. I can't remember the way, but it's, like, when you go up a hill near, like, Fontana or whatever on the freeway. And it was, like, a Thursday or Friday night when it's fresh hour traffic. And we're in, like, the carpool lane but dead stopped because you're in dead stop traffic. And um, our friend Carrie in the car had to pee so bad. She was dying. We're like, okay, when we get to the top of the hill, there's an exit. There's a bathroom. There's Del Taco, whatever. And she's like, I cannot wait. And so she gets out because we're like dead stopped in the carpool lane, multiple cars around her and just pees right on like. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. And we, she was dying because somebody turned the light on in the car and she thought it was the cops. she, (laughs) (laughs) She was like freaking out. But I'm like, see, that I don't know if I could do. Except for, like, my bladder is so bad now. I feel like I would be like, get me out of this car. I have to pee. Yeah. Um. But back then I was like, oh, my God. I can't believe she can't wait until the... <laughs> and now I'm like, now I know. Like, when you got to go, you got to go. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. 
Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. But um, on that note, somebody also wanted to know what's the longest you've ever gone without showering. Also odd. Um, For me, like, there's like the when you're sick and like, I've been like so, so sick where I've just like not gotten out of bed and stuff. Yes. But I'm a firm believer in like when you're sick. Like, a lot of times, a shower makes you feel so much better. But sometimes it's so I, physically hard to, like, oh, get absolutely. yourself up and do. Absolutely. But when you do, it's just like, oh, that felt amazing. Yeah. And then you get back in bed, you crawl then back into bed, <laughs> like, all fresh. But um, for me, it's probably the longest is, like, when I've gone camping. And I think the longest I've done that, like, a no-shower camping is, like, three nights, four days. But then you get home and that so, first shower when you get back is like life. Is that your camping trips with Jeff or is this from like being a kid? Um, so last year was the first year I did not. There was like, um, we do have showers there, but I did not shower. Oh man. So last year I did not. Usually the in previous years I have. But last year um, I did not shower the whole time. So I remember, so anywhere I've, I've planned camping and gone, there's been showers and I do shower. But when I camp with my sister, she's a little more rugged than I am. And <laughs> there's not always showers. And, like, I will go two or three days without camping. And it just feels so... Like, in one sense, it just feels so gross. You're like, I'm disgusting. Like, everybody has to smell me right now. And on the other sense, it's just like, why would I shower? Like, just to get dirty again? I feel like I'm literally getting... So I get out of the showers... And then I feel like I'm already, like, I'm wet because you can't get fully dry because everything's wet. And then I'm, like, dirty putting, like, and my feet are dirty as I'm, like, already, like, putting wet, dirty feet through my pants. And I just feel, like, already dirty. I'm always dirty. I can't. I just feel like it sucks. I hate camping. So the only other thing besides showers, I would say, are are same. Like, when you're sick, like, sometimes you physically, like, cannot get yourself out. Like, you're, like, it's hard enough to, like, go pee when I'm sick. Like, yeah. I, like, cannot put myself in a shower and do that right now. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, we shower daily, for anybody wondering. <laughs> do you listen to the episodes each week yourselves, either for notes of what you've talked about, or is it just weird to hear your own voice? So for me, I will say I do not listen every week, but I do occasionally. And honestly, when I worked from home um, on Wednesdays, like when the episode comes out on Wednesdays and I worked from home, I wouldn't because it would honestly make me feel cringy when I lived with the roommates to like yeah, have the, yourself. Yeah. But now that I go into the office Wednesdays, sometimes I will. And actually more often lately, I, I will turn it on on my like drive to work that day and drive home. And if I don't finish, I usually don't finish it. But sometimes I do like we record about a week in advance. And so sometimes I do forget what we've talked yeah. about. And I'm like, wait. What did we talk about? Like, what are people going to be messaging us about? What are people going to be talking about? And so I'll listen to it so that I, like, know how to interact with people on social media. That's true. Um, I'll get a DM and they'll be like, oh, what is this person talking about? Yeah, did I talk about this in my stories on that or what? Um, But I will say it is cringy hearing my own voice. I don't love the sound of my own voice just like most people don't. Um, but it also does just make me like when I do listen to it, like that's why I've liked it the last few weeks re listening. I'm like, it makes me like smile and laugh and like reminisce what we're talking yeah. about and like what we've done. And like when we laugh in an episode about something, like I'm just like, oh my God, it, this is like so fun to listen back about. Yeah. So I feel like that outweighs the cringiness of my own voice. So going into the cringy part of it though, honestly, podcasting has kind of, I won't say it's cured that because I still hear it and I'm like, oh. 
But where I used to like not be able to listen to myself, it was very hard. Like now I, it doesn't, I think about it way less. Like I really I don't think about it as much. Um, I definitely guest episodes. I usually always listen back on. Um, and then ours, it's a lot of times hit or miss, or like you said, um, sometimes I do when I'm like figuring out like our social media stuff, like, cause I try to take good notes while we're recording. So if like we say like, oh, we should share this in our stories. Like I do try to make note of that cause it's like hard to <laughs> listen remember to the whole everything. Thing but, um, I do listen once in a while. I'd say 50% of the time. Yeah. I'd say that's about me too. But it's not like every Wednesday morning. I'm like, yes, our new episode's dropped and I'm ready to listen. <laughs> ready at 530 yeah. <laughs> in the morning to have it on. Yeah. Um, do either of you still hesitate telling people in your work or personal life about the podcast? I know in the start it was awkward, but are you both more comfortable sharing the podcast to people in your personal lives? So for me, yes, I'm still a little awkward and I honestly don't know why, because I think, um, I th- just think it's because I am a huge oversharer. Like I do, I talk about like work stuff and relationship stuff and dating stuff and weight loss and like just very like a lot of things you wouldn't just go up to a coworker at work and start talking about yeah. are topics that we talk about in the podcast. So I think by saying like as a conversation starter to say to somebody at work like, oh, I have a podcast like in a meeting when they're like, share something about yourself. Well, then people want to know what the podcast name is and then they're going to listen and then you're like, oh my God, now they're going to hear about my weight loss, my knee injury, my relationship, <laughs> my dating stories. They're going to hear me cry and during so my breakup more. and so much more. <laughs> and I'm like, there's just some things where it's like awkward being like, please tune in, please tune in and hear all of that, you yeah. know, where I don't know. I feel like it's like hit and miss of when it naturally like just feels like it's normal to share and where it's like you find it if you want or if I just share it on my social media and they happen to watch my social media and then they see it then okay. But I do still struggle like here or there but I definitely know I've gotten better about it from the beginning. My mom um, listens weekly. I know Jordan's mom listens here and there. Um, I have multiple friends that listen um, but I just feel like it's not necessarily something I share with right away and it was actually so sweet so I I FaceTimed my sister on Friday and I hadn't talked to her like on the phone we text all the time but I hadn't like talked or talked to her in a while and so she like walked out of her room and she's like FaceTiming me with like the dogs and then she goes to my parents or whatever so I got to say hi to my parents for a minute and then my mom texts me later in the day and she's like sometimes like I forget that like I don't get to talk to you as often as I want. And she's like, I think because I hear you on the podcast and I watch your social media, I think we talk more than we do. And I was like, oh my God, I have to call my mom. Like I'm the worst. Um, But yeah, I think I've gotten better. Stephanie doesn't talk to her mom every day. (laughs) I think you definitely talk to your mom more than I talk to my mom. My mom gets like upset if we don't talk every day. Laura, I call your mom every day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, But that's where I stand. What about you? So I remember when we started it, we were in pandemic and so I was working from home at my old job when I was still working at the university and I did not tell anyone there that I had a podcast. Um, however, when I like moved to Taco Bell, that was one of my like five fun facts I shared like the day they- I remember you did like a presentation, right? It's not a presentation, but they do like you send like you answer a bunch of questions. You like send it to your boss and then your boss posts like a, hey, I'm introducing you to like, they do like an introduction post so like everybody can get so to know you. So it gives you like, oh, if you say you're an Angels fan, people can talk to you about that <laughs> sure, or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. So like one of my fun facts was like, oh, I have a podcast. And like er, most people I work with know it. They ask me about it. Like they talk to me about it. But like, I bet you, I know one, maybe two that 
I know that. Listen, right? Like, maybe there's others that do and don't, but tell me. But I don't think that's the thing. Is like I work with like all these like young cool kids. Like they all, none of them have any interest in listening to my podcast. Uh, but I definitely, I'm very. I have nobody I would not tell now. Right. So I feel like. And maybe it was because it was in the beginning. It was like weird. Like, are we going to do actually do this? Are we saying we start a podcast? And then after a month or two, it fades out. Like, so I think once it like, oh, no, like we actually have a podcast. Like, this is something we do. I was. I'm Tell free, the world about to it. Tell the world. Doesn't bother <laughs> me. So uh, what is something you both have learned or seen growth from doing the podcast? Um, so for me doing this podcast and talking about, you know, from the start of talking about my dating fears and the overthinking, I shared overthinking when it came to dating so much in the beginning of this podcast and having Laura and the listeners just walk me through things helped me so much with dating. Like I can't even imagine if I just went through a divorce and then quietly on my own signed up for a dating app and tried to do knowing the overthinker I was. Could you imagine me doing that on my own and have made anything happen? Yeah. No. Like, so having that as an outlet and kind of making me feel more comfortable, like talking to you and other people and just like putting myself out there, I think helped me and I know helped other people as well. So I think that's definitely something that I've, you know, learned through this podcast is like, you don't have to keep everything to yourself. Like you can like lean on your friends and share things with other people because sharing things with other people helps other people. Like how many podcasts or TV shows or things do you listen to where you tune in and you're like, oh my God, what that person said totally helped me, you know? So I think that's, that's a big thing. And then I think growth, I think it's a mixture of both the podcast and age, but I just feel so much more comfortable being myself. Um, Like, it does still bother me when someone's mad at me or someone doesn't like me. Like, I am very sensitive to that. I feel like I always will be. I don't like it. I'm not just somebody that's like, fuck you. You don't like me? Fuck you. I'm like, no, no, no. It really seriously bothers me. (laughs) Um, But I just, it's like I'm working on it. But I feel like the podcast in general has just helped me with the confidence of knowing, like, there are people out there that like me for me. And, like, those are my people. Like, and there are people that don't like me and they just tune out and, for the most part, don't say anything. There are a couple people who are petty, passive-aggressive, whatever, and will. But for the most part, if you don't like me, you just walk the other way. And that's how it should be. Like, it's like why one of my favorite quotes is always, you could be the juiciest, ripest peach in the world, but not everybody is going to love peaches. Amen. And so I think that's, it's like you hear that, but it takes a while to like really understand that and it takes confidence and a place in your life to be like you're not for everybody yeah stop trying to be for everybody because you're not and I feel like this podcast has definitely helped me with that like it's helped narrow down like who who's in our corner and who's not and just allowed me to be like my like silly weird self without like trying (laughs) without like trying to worry about like pleasing everybody and like worrying what everybody wants for me and whatever so I would say that as far as growth, that's the biggest thing for me. I honestly, I can't agree more with everything that you're saying. It's all like true for me as well. This is honestly like, not that we're like getting like deep every episode, (laughs) but it really is like weekly therapy. It's like really nice where me and you, we talk every day, but it's like, we're not like talking every day. And so it's really like nice that we get, I know that I always will have that like two hours with my best friend every week where we just talk about, cause even like the talks that you and I have before or after we record, like 
Because, yes, there are things in our lives that we talk about that aren't right. always on the podcast. But, it like, it's given us that, like, excuse to, like, have that committed time. We're able to chat. And deep dive. Deep dive into our lives and stuff. And, um, yeah, I can't imagine. Like, this is such an amazing outlet. I can't imagine not having it. Why never matter? Therapy dupe. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> Which that reminds me. We actually have. There's a girl. I went to high school with her, but I didn't know her in high school. She was like a senior when I was a freshman, but she follows me from like a mutual friend from high school. Um, and she is a therapist and I love her and I think she's awesome. And we've talked to her and we're going to try to have her on the podcast in the next couple months. So it'll probably be kind of like a, like ask for advice kind of such more than just a Q and A. It'll be like actually asking for advice, sharing your stories. She'll be able to shrink me. Shrink me. Like physically? No, like. Oh. <laughs> like, can she like tell me what's wrong with me? And... <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what's wrong with you. Yeah. Um, but I forgot. Yeah, I forgot about that. I talked to her about that like yes. a month ago. We need to get that. Scheduled. I would love that. Um, but please make predictions for what will be happening in your lives two years from now. So for me, two years from now. So Jordan and I, by the time this episode airs, we've been together a year and a half. Or, like, just under, I think. And so, hopefully, two years from now, at least we're engaged. It's so funny because I... Don't hold your breath if you're anything like me and Jeff. (laughs) So, it's so funny because when we first recorded this, I was so newly out of a divorce. I didn't really know if I wanted to be married again. Mm -hmm. Even though I went through, like, somewhat of an easy divorce when it came to everything. Um, But I think I definitely want to be married again. The only hesitation is the last name. (laughs) So that will... Because you don't want his last name? Mrs. Cox. Yeah, who cares? I mean, whatever. I've grown up being a kuntz that looks like... A kuntz. Yeah. So, I mean, you get get used to it. um, I am more attached... Like, even aside from the silliness of what the last name is, um, I was, like, separated from my last name for so long being married that, like, I love it so much that, like... I like I'll address that when I get there, but like I do like I like I miss like having a connection to my family. What was your Esparza? Wait, what was Esparza was my married Married last name? name. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So that I'll cross when I get there, but I do think I want to be married again. I know Joe uh, Joey. I know Jordan does. Um. So I definitely think for sure engaged. Like who knows, married or not. Like we've talked here and there because we have so many people in our lives getting married between. You and some of his friends and stuff. And so we've definitely talked about it. And um, I know like he's going to want like some kind of wedding because his parents have never seen him do that. But like, I don't think he's going to want like some huge thing. So we've we've talked about it, but um, like nothing in great detail or anything. That's what I said. And here I am diving into the savings. I know. know. (laughs) Trust me, this morning a conversation came up and and um. He, like, without sharing too much in case it doesn't happen, I'm just going to, like, fast forward through a bunch of it because it has to do with one of our friends. And then um, he was, like, he, I I shared something where I'm, like, wow, like, that's really quick or whatever. And I'm, like, but at the same time, like, it can't be, like, too long, you know. And he's, like, I forgot what he said, but I'm, like, something about a timeline. He's, like, you can't give me a timeline. I'm, like, I won't give you a timeline, but if it crosses my timeline, then (laughs) then we have a problem. Um, but as far as like career and where we at, like end up living, that's up in the air. Like I've shared, I just got promoted at work. It's been a pretty significant promotion. I'm happy for the most part right now. I'm getting approved for like continual hybrid work. Like, so things are like good at work right now. 
Um, as far as where we live, we freaking love where we live. We just can't afford to like own here. And that's so frustrating unless the market crashes or something and we can like swoop in. Um, like that's serious. Like we're like, what do we do? Just like overpay and rent forever. So that's something that we're trying to like have to figure out. He can go anywhere. Lucky for him. I can't like if I leave this job, I'm not going to make near what I make anywhere else. Yeah. So it, those are like hard decisions that we'll have to cross. Um, I think we were like more willing to move somewhere else um, prior to me getting my promotion and now getting like such a huge promotion. I think we're like, okay, well, it's like just Stay where we are for a little Good, while. because Laura doesn't want you to leave. <laughs> I don't want to leave either. I just, I wish California was like more friendly for millennials owning, owning and starting their lives here. But we never know what will happen with the economy and everything. Yeah. And then just hopefully still happy, still working my health, still doing this podcast. Yes. Um, that would be the dream. So that, that, those are my predictions for myself. What about you? My prediction in two years is I'll be married. <laughs> oh, I hope it happens. If I'm not, then we have a lot of updates coming. Um, but yeah, obviously I'll be married. At that point, um, maybe another dog. So going from a dink wad to dink wads. Dink wads. Okay. With with dogs. Um, career. I see myself either still. I think I have found my niche in marketing that I really enjoy. Um, I can't say for sure if I'll be at Taco Bell still or not. I feel like um, I've already been there a year and in a few months and then in another two years that would have been already like three years I feel like I'll know and grow so much and I might have a better idea and either I could be in a new position at Taco Bell or maybe another position has like an opportunity has come my way um I definitely could see that being a possibility obviously I'm not like looking for a job or anything I'm just saying like within three or four years you definitely are like you want career starting growth, to look yeah. at like yeah exactly if I'm not seeing that I'm getting that at Taco Bell then yeah I possibly would start right. looking somewhere but, um, so as far as the career, but yeah, I just, um, hopefully by then we're still here. I can't, I, Jeff sometimes like, he's joke. he's not joking, but he is joking where he's like, honestly, Laura, if it like came back where it was going to be like X amount of dollars to like do everything we want to do, like, is it worth us just like looking for a new house? And I'm like, no, like I literally like, I love your house. I so can't, much. I love our home and I like can't imagine like not being here. Um, and I'm like, I said, I was like one wanting to look at more turnkey houses. Jeff was very much wanting to find like old houses that still needed to be renovated and stuff like that. And now he's realizing how much like work and money it is. Um, but I think, uh, ideally we will still be here. I think so too. And, um, so I think anything else you guys look at, you're going to be like, wow, we don't have near as, as big of a backyard. Our neighbors are so much closer. Like you guys... We're on the end of a cold sack. Like, you guys have the dream of an orange... Because most places in Orange yeah. County don't have what you guys have. Yeah. So, I I feel very lucky, like, where we're at. And it would take a lot for me to... It would have to be, like, a perfect scenario for to get me to want to leave. But um, other than that, I think I have so much going on this year. And it's a really exciting year for me between us getting married and me getting my surgery that... I feel like in another two years, first of all, I'll be in my 40s. Damn, disgusting. Okay, but but I I feel like I'm going to be living my best life. Yes. I feel like, honestly, by, like, in another two years, like, I still feel like I am going to be living my best life. I agree. And that's all I can hope for. I love it. And I would just say, as far as, like, 
when we do, like, we love this podcast. Like, when we put out an episode, when we post our social media, we love it. But the work that goes into doing it can be, like, so exhausting sometimes. Like, we plan a calendar out two months in advance. And when Monday comes around and you woke up on Monday, you worked all day, and then Monday night rolls around and you have to record, sometimes it's, like, the last thing you want to do because you're just so tired. You just want to lay on the couch and, like, do nothing. And it's, like, all of those nights that we push through and record and you stay up and create all the social media and I type all the captions and posts and all the things that go into doing this are like beyond worth it in a million times a million, you know? And I'm just, you guys as our listeners are like a huge part of our story and a huge part of why we're here and still here and why we still have fun with this and our interact with us and interact with our posts that we share and DM us things about our episode. And we want to do this for a lot longer. So cheers to two more years. Two more years. Let's do it. Thanks. We love you. And see you next Wine Wednesday. Cheers. Cheers.